Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Good morning again. Last year, um, for the first time, um, we had, um, on Mission Sunday, we had a visit um, from Carol Sheckler, who was, you're you're president. She's president. So we went to the the top of the food chain here, and... uh, uh, She's the, the president of the Samaritan Project, and uh, me being involved in, in uh, uh, the Ministerial Association, I understand how the Samaritan Project started and all of that, and I knew Carol. And, um, and so we, we had her come and tell you on Mission Sunday last year um, what the Samaritan Project does. Um, this year, we're going to do it again, but there's been a change um, amen. <laughs> and, and that changes after she was here. Um, she thought, gee, I kind of like that place. And I like those people. And she is not just the president of the Samaritan Project this year. Now she's one of our own. And she's still the president of the Samaritan Project. So, um, But, you know, I've learned a lot myself over the past year on what all of this is, involves. And so it really, it gives me a lot of pleasure to have Carol uh, come back and, uh, and, and to speak again. So, Carol, if you would. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, yes. I... Boy, talk about tough acts to follow. Thank you. I've got it now. I, my husband and I cannot be foster parents because we live in a 55-plus community. Yes, we are them. But we did in the past host exchange students from three separate countries. So, but foster parenting is a great program, and we work closely with some of the foster parents. So, before I get started, there's a few people in this building that I would like to recognize Carol Green, Fran, I can never pronounce your last name, and this guy back here, this gray haired man, Dave Huff. These, these are part of the Samaritan Project. Carol Green is our secretary treasurer and a full-time volunteer putting in many, many hours every month, four days a week in the office. Fran is our volunteer also. She spends two days a week with us, Thursdays and Fridays, and we give her the difficult cases. This gentleman back here is new to our board this year. We were glad to welcome him on board. And as he told you, last year when I came, as my husband and I walked through these doors, we felt the spirit that I had not felt in many years. Lori, you can understand this. It, you, it hits you. It, it grabs you. Anyway, we came and I spoke and we left and Dave figured he'd never see us again. Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> We're back. Anyway, we came, that was just before Easter, and so we came to the cantata, and 
we really liked it again. So we said, okay, you know, we're riding home, and my husband and I looked at each other and said, you know, there's something about this place. The spirit that grabs you when you walk in this door. So we decided, then and there, this was going to be our home church. And as you all know, I was raised Church of Christ and Baptist. So this was a big change for me. Anyway, so on June 22nd, 2014, my husband and I became members. And we have loved every moment of it. We've made some amazing friends. We've met some amazing people. It's just... It's just the place to be. When you walk through those doors, if you're not getting it, you're not getting it. Okay, last year when I spoke to you, I spoke to you about our need for a bigger building. Oh, we were in 500 square feet. That included the bathroom. So, I mean, if I wanted to use a phone, I had to go in the bathroom to use the phone on private phone calls because everything is under HIPAA guidelines. So we prayed for a bigger office, and we, as you know, God answers prayers. We got a 1,400-square-foot house, built in 1925, 10 ceilings and all. What an amazing place. But his presence was there. When we walked in, Teresa and I looked at each other and went, okay, we can make this work, because we felt that presence. He told us, this is where you need to be. Anyway, we went from this, to this 1,400 square foot, and we put in 600 volunteer man hours remodeling this place, painting, cleaning, removing a five-foot solid cast iron bathtub to make the bathroom handicap accessible. And we continued working Okay, now we're sitting here and we're going, oh my goodness, now what do we do? We got the building rent-free for two years. Two two very good friends of mine owned the house, and actually a car had gone through the wall two years earlier, so we were doing all their repairs. Now we're faced with internet bills, phone bills, electric bills, water bills, And as you all know, we survive on donations and fundraisers. Well, I have these sayings that I use. Push. Pray until something happens. ASAP. Always say a prayer. And he will answer. It may not be right this minute that he answers you, but he will. He will do it when the timing is right. Anyway... Lady stepped up and said, I'm going to pay your phone bills. Thank you. Another lady stepped up and said, I'm going to pay your internet bill. Thank you. Another lady stepped up and said, I'm going to pay your electric bill. Did you notice a pattern here, ladies? The ladies control these checkbooks. We know this. I know, I know who has it in my house. Anyway, he's sitting back here chuckling. Now, he told me through all of this, he said, I'll have your back. <laughs> yeah, trust me, said the spider to the fly. We know how this goes. Anyway, so after all of that, we were stuck with a $30, $40 water bill, Carol. 
and we're doing fine. Anyway, that's where we're at now. So we've come a long way since we were here last year. I no longer have to go in the bathroom to use a phone. And I did have the tiara to go with the throne, just so you all know. I no longer have that tiara. Anyway, Samaritan Project all came about in 2008. It was formed by the Ministerial Association, and they had set goals, but they had no idea how they were going to achieve these goals. Well, it became overwhelming for the Ministerial Association to do all of this, so they formed this board of directors for the Samaritan, and this was their plan to help the people in the community with past due rent, past due electric, past due water, the necessities of life. DCF will, take, will not take your child away if you are homeless or if you have no electric, but they will take them away if you have no water. You can live without electric. I don't know, hair dryers come in awful handy. Anyway, I came across this organization in 2009 when I was working for the Greater Zephyr Hills Chamber of Commerce. Pastor Tim Mitchell, who was pastor at um, Chansey Road Christian Church, was the president of the chamber and the Ministerial Association and the Samaritan Project. And I, got, I found so much interest in this, and I said to him one day, I want to know more. Well, you know how the story goes. Here I am. Anyway, the original idea was to help people with $75 a month. Wow, $75. Electric bills are 200 and something. Hmm. How do we do this? If you can figure it out, let me know. So we plugged along, we plugged along, and then last year we received a grant from the state of Florida through Department of Children and Family in HUDS. It's called an Emergency Solutions Grant, and it's to pre prevent homelessness and rapid rehousing. We have managed to come a long ways, and if you saw the video last year, you're going to love this year's video. Okay, guys. such as a utility, rent, or mortgage payment. 
The Samaritan Project also has been the recipient of a federal matching grant in partnership with the City of Zephyr Hills to prevent or to reverse the plight of homelessness. While hundreds of families have already been helped, it really boils down to the next individual or family whose lives have been devastated and have nowhere else to turn. Shelley is among one of those who, in tough moments of her life, turned to the Samaritan Project. It was December when my husband walked out on me and my four children, leaving us with no money, I had no job, I owed rent with no means to pay it. Even though I'd been actively seeking work and been on several interviews, I needed help. And so I turned to the Samaritan Project. The caring staff told me how they could help. First, they contacted my landlord on my behalf. Due to their call, he was able to work with me and the Samaritan Project. Then, while I was still at their office, one of the businesses I had interviewed with called and offered me a job. The staff at Samaritan Project rejoiced with me and had a moment of prayer. Thanks to this wonderful organization, my children and I would be secure in having a place to live as we began to rebuild our lives. While the circumstances of another woman were different, Rosa too was working hard to make ends meet, but was falling short and needed help. My baby and I had been living with different friends, staying wherever we could, even though I knew that wasn't good. I wanted a better life for my child. I was working hard, saving as much money as I could so that we could have a permanent place to live. And yet, in spite of having enough money for all our deposits and most of the initial rent, I needed help to come up with the rest, and so I turned to the Samaritan Project. There, after completing all the necessary paperwork, they spoke with the manager of the complex I was seeking to live in to find out what else I needed. The manager agreed to work with me through the Ceramic Project. Within just a couple of weeks, my baby and I had a permanent, safe place to stay. Without the help of the Samaritan Project and its generous donors, we would still be without a home. Through the generous donations of people like you, we are able to help those who are hurting around us build a better tomorrow with the most basic of necessities like water, power, and a safe shelter. But our work is only made possible through the sacrificial gifts of others. Would you consider making a one-time donation or, better yet, become a regular donating partner with the Samaritan Project of Zephyr Hills? Your gift can extend this lifeline within our community. Thank you for your support, and may God bless you. Okay, Dave asked me if I was going to be able to make it through today without crying. No. I'm a crier. That's just two of the cases that we deal with on a daily basis. I am so proud to announce the first young lady with the four children is still in her home. She is working, and she is just a few months away from having her RN degree. Great success stories.
He will provide if we will ask him. We just have to ask. People don't get it. Ask. Just like us. We're there to help you. Ask us. Oh, I didn't know you were here. Jay, we've been around since 2008. Anyway... The one thing that you need to remember about the Samaritan Project is we are an all-volunteer organization. No one gets paid. Every now and again, I have to dock their pay because they're going to take a day off for a vacation or go to, go to Valdosta for two weeks, and I have to dock pay. It's kind of hard to take nothing from nothing. For most of you that don't know, or a lot of you do know, that in November of last year, I was almost called home. I had to have emergency open heart surgery and to repair a torn left main artery that was hanging by a thread. They say when you're under anesthesia, you see things, you hear things. I saw things and I heard things. And what I heard was, I have work for you to do. I need you there. You're not coming home yet. I was fortunate enough to have Pastor Dave with me most of the morning before surgery. Of course, once they gave me that first shot, I didn't know who was there and didn't really care. But um, I just feel like there's a purpose for me here, and this is it. This is it. Anyway... People walk into our office, and we don't just hand them money. We don't just give them a check. Here, you need $50, you need $75, you need $600. Here, take it. It's not how it goes. You ever buy a home, the mortgage papers, how many do you sign? Same thing. The initial application is a five to six page, and they get to spend approximately 30 minutes to an hour with one of our volunteers, proving each and every income, every bill, everything. They have to prove to us that once we get them going, that they're going to be able to hold on. Anyway, they come in the office, they fill out all this paperwork. We make the decision then, okay, yes, they, they qualify for the grant. No, they don't qualify for the grant for whatever reason. Then we decide, okay, let's put them... See what the Samaritan can do. And through generous donations, Samaritan is being able to do a lot more than we were. The stories you saw here were done by Samaritan Project. The story I'm going to tell you was done by the Emergency Solutions Grant. You heard the two young ladies with their children. The story you didn't hear is a 70-year-old woman living in a home not fit for human habitation. I received a call from the city of Zephyr Hills Water Department. They had gotten a new water manager, and she was going through some old bills. She came across a bill for $1,600. She called me, and she said, Carol, this woman is living in a home and has not had water for one year. How can that be? How can you not have water? She was bucketing water back and forth from the different faucets that she could find to flush the toilet, to bathe, 
what have you. She couldn't cook because her power, the electric in the house was so bad, it was a fire hazard. We tried to repair the leak that was in the toilet and found out that that wasn't the problem. So we ended up buying a new toilet for this lady, and it did clarify the problem. It cleared the problem right up, no big deal. Talked to the city. We took the water bill from $1,600 down to just a little less than $500. We paid it. We wrote the check, got the lady's water turned back on, found out her bathtub was on the ground. It had fallen through the floor. The, whole, the floors were full of holes. It was a safety hazard. I don't care if you're 17 or 70. That's not how you live. Not on my watch. We worked with this lady, and she owned the home, so, I mean, really wasn't anything we could do to the, to the park she was in. So what we did was we talked to her, we met with her several times, and we decided she needed to move. We found her an apart, a nice little one-bedroom apartment paying less apartment rent than she was paying lot rent. And they took her four cats. That was the challenge. What do we do with four cats? Hmm. Anyway, long story short, we got her situated. She is very happy and content. She is a very faithful Christian woman. She said she knew that God would provide, and he did. But he came through us. So... The next story is the next story is, is tough. A young man and his wife and a teenage daughter, he had, had sustained a head injury. He was on life support at Florida Hospital, and the doctors had told them, if we remove the life support, he will not make it. Their faith being so strong... They prayed diligently day and night. We prayed with them. We did whatever we could do to help. They took him off life support. Two weeks later, he walked out of the hospital. Hallelujah. We have another problem, though. He, has no, he had no income. He lost, they lost their home. They lost everything. Finally, he got qualified. They got him through on disability. And... We went to work trying to locate a place for him and his wife and their teenage daughter. I want you to remember Zephyr Hills is pretty much a senior community. It's very difficult to find housing for young people. Anyway, we, find, we found this one place, and the landlord says, Oh, I won't rent to him. He's on disability. He's not going to do anything all day but sit here. Huh? It's a guaranteed income. And what do you want him to do? You want him to paint your buildings? What? Anyway, we won't deal with that landlord again. I don't, we don't need that. Anyway, we found this house for him and his wife and teenage daughter. And she is an honor student at the Zephyr Hills High School. So, I mean, this girl has, has beat all the odds. We got him into a house that was built in the 1920s. Cute little Florida cracker home. Everybody's dream. They got in there, and the place is absolutely beautiful. They have fixed it up and worked on it. We follow these people for three months. They come in and see us. And then for six, the sixth month, we 
do a phone conversation, and a year later we still check to see if they're, are you still hanging in there, or you know, you need anything? It's just, I just lost my page. We, you know, we don't just help these these people financially, we help them spiritually. There is not a one of us in that office that won't stop and say a prayer and pray with a client because we know that's how we're going to get this done. That's the only way we're going to get it done. That and donations and fundraisers. The other young lady that was in this video, the single mom, she is still living in her apartment. She is back with us now. She is struggling, um, trying to hold a job, trying to, you know, as you all know, the jobs in, in Zephyr Hills are very limited, very limited. Attended a graduation last weekend in Merritt Island. I had to look at my husband, remember where we were at. In Merritt Island for our great niece. 139 graduating seniors, every senior that walked across that stage received a diploma and are ready to work. That's, that's Rick Scott's new thing, ready to work. It's a great concept. Let's get jobs. Let's create some jobs. Anyway, the Samaritan Project helped over 327 families in one year with spending over $15,000. Now, that's just the Samaritan Project. That's not the, it's not the grant. That's just you guys who donate to us. The ESG grant, when we got it, it was $75,000. It sounded great. Wow, look at this. We're going to have all this wonderful money to spend. It's a match grant. Now we sit down, and Carol, can I tell you, Carol Green and Teresa Parkhurst and myself looked at each other and went, what have we done? Where are we going to get $75,000? There again. Push and ASAP, and it worked. We did it. We have one month left on this grant, and we have less than $9,000 to spend. We housed, with this grant, we were able to house, well, I just lost my numbers again. We housed over over 25 families and kept in their houses 50 families. Right now on the books for June, and I had June's not even here yet, and I'm already spending June's money. I have over $3,700 spent for the month of June already. We're not giving the state of Florida any money back. It's ours. It belongs to the people here. The people here paid it. The people here get it. With, the, with our organization based the way it is on all volunteers, you know, we kind of looked at it a little differently through the state's eyes. We exceeded all of their expectations. Our case manager from DCF goes into other organizations and says, you know, got this little group down here in Zephyr Hills, just a bunch of little ladies. Good thing she didn't call us old ladies. A bunch of little ladies and... They put in over 377 hours a month. Volunteer. 
And they said, well, somebody gets paid. And she goes, no, nobody gets paid. Well, you mean the, the director didn't get paid? Nope. She said, after they picked their chin up off the desk, they just scratched their heads and go, how? We do it by guidance. We do it by guidance. Did Dave not tell you that I have the whole sermon today? <laughs> I think he did that for a reason. Anyway, we do what we do because it's what we were called to do. Last week, the week before, Teresa Carroll and I had the pleasure of being invited to a dinner who was honoring, anybody know Bob Hatfield? He was an educator in the school system here for many, many years. He is now Congressman Gus Bilirakis' right arm and a great, great supporter of Samaritan. Anyway, we went to this dinner, and they talked. They went around the room, and they asked everybody, tell us who your favorite teacher was in school. Did anybody have a favorite teacher? I didn't. I didn't have a favorite teacher in school. I Dislike school so much. But I had, I had a favorite teacher. My daddy. My daddy taught me more about life, true life, real life, the, what we live every day, how to love and respect one another. And he taught me to love the Lord above any and everything in my life. Because without him, I am nothing and have nothing. As I said that, people looked at me like I was a little strange. And some of these people in this church know that I was raised very, very strict and am set in my ways and do not deviate from what my daddy taught me. And I am proud to teach people what my dad taught me. I want you all to do, a, do me a favor. We helped, we helped a total of 519 adults, 371 children, 238 total families with children, two chronically homeless, 35 disabled, and 19 veterans through the support of organizations and churches such as Trinity. I want you to take your right arm, place it on your left shoulder, please. I'm watching. Put your right arm on your left shoulder, put your right hand on your left shoulder. I want you to take your left hand and put it on your right shoulder. I want you to squeeze. You have just received a hug from all those 519 people. Before I close this, because I don't know how much my time is. I'm sure it's getting close. Am I close? You're close. I'm close. All I would like to say is, if you have your Bible with you, I would like you to open to Deuteronomy 15:11. It took me it took me a week to figure out all these things because I couldn't remember them. And and I'm reading from King James. I'm still old school. I won't change. <laughs> and it says, "For the poor shall never cease out of the land." Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor, and to thy needy in thy land. He gives us the direction. He gives us the command. 
All we have to do is follow. He has given us everything we need. I'd like to thank you all for putting up with me. And I wish you all many blessings of the day. And I hope that God truly, truly does bless you as you go through your daily life. And that his light shines through you. Thank you, Carol. Um, I, I just I wanted to leave one thing with you. I told her I wasn't going to come up behind her and muddy the waters after after she spoke. And and um, but you know I, I remember uh, there was times when I thought, gee whiz, I, I wish Trinity was down was more downtown. You know that way we could get more people walking to to church or whatever, just be easier. But you know I've changed my mind on that. I think we're in just the perfect spot. I believe that we are where God has put us to be because we're in that perfect spot that we're, we're between two different communities and we're able to reach into both of them equally. And, 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 that's, what, you know, and, and that's what is so nice about Samaritan Project and we're able to do so much in, in, the, in the community of Zephyr Hills because we can work through the, the Samaritan Project and, and uh, you know, and, and as I thought about that, this morning, I was thinking about about our vision and who we are as as Trinity, and and that is to be the the vision. Our vision here at Trinity is to be the driving force for Jesus Christ in this community or in this growing community, which is all around us. And and folks, I, I tell you, Trinity, Trinity can make a difference, and we really have to believe that we, we need to be that light in, in this community. We need to be that, that when people see us, they see the face of Jesus in us. And, it's, and it is through spreading the gospel, but it is through reaching out into a community and helping somebody up when, when, they, when they've fallen down. We don't have to carry them. You know, I, I'm a true believer in teaching people how to how to make it on their own, but giving them that helping hand to get there, that's what's so nice about the Samaritan Project. And I'm just uh, in, in Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20, where it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. Folks, it, it is that we are to teach. And we are to be what Christ has shown us to be in reaching into this community. I believe that we're going to do, um, I don't know, are we going to just take an offering or are we going to do an exit offering, I believe? You're, no, okay, we have, we're going to do an exit offering so that when we let you go, there is going to be a, a, a little boy or girl batting their little brown eyes at you as you walk out the door. And so... Please, as, as you exit the building, please be generous and, and give um, to such a worthwhile cause as that. Julie, if you would come and, and help us to close. and Folks, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Carol, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing with us today.
for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.